Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 10 of the On The Rise podcast. I'm Alicia, and I'm here today with my co-host, Molly. Today, we are going to be talking about our writing process on Medium. So, Molly, do you already have your post planned out for today? Uh, I have a quote that I really like about, uh, yeah, it's always the same one, uh, Gary V. So (laughs) I I really think it's interesting, and I know I'm going to use that to write a post, but I don't have an idea what it's going to be or, or... how it's going to be, uh, how it's going to flow, or something like that. I still haven't figured it out, but I know exactly what post, uh, what uh, quote I'm going to use. Uh, do you want to share it with us, or is it a secret? No, of course. Yeah, I mean, people are going to read about it anyway. So uh, the quote <laughs> is going to be, um, yeah. Now I have to think about it. Uh, no, the quote is going to be, um, "The only thing you can control is how much you work." Ah. Uh. That's a good thing. A good quote for today anyway, since we're talking about our daily writing. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. If it's right, it's right. That's always how it works, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how like you start your writing process. Like you have your quote. Do you always have a quote in advance or is this just something like that you randomly did today? Mm, no, but it can be a quote. It can be, um, sometimes it's, it's just one, one, Thing, one sentence people said to me, one line people said to me that I was like, oh, that's good or that's bad. And then I can write about it. I also, I always need some kind of, um, let's say, uh, a nugget where I can build on. And, that's true. Uh, yeah. So most of the time it's a quote, but also something that I think is really true. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, do you remember? I mean, I had a, um, uh, a story once about something one guy ever said to me and I was like in a dinner party with old people and one guy was saying like hey you don't talk that much right yeah that was his only thing he said to me and that I turned into a question about or into a story about uh, being an introvert or uh, not being comfortable or not talking a lot and all that stuff so I mean that's basically what I do yeah yeah for me it takes that's the part that takes the longest is coming up with like the nugget as you say and I'm always like sitting in front of the computer, sometimes like up to a half hour, just trying to think of that one idea. Because once I have the idea, then I can build a piece fairly easily. But if I don't have it, it's like a real struggle to try to write something. Is it the same for you? Um, it is not. It's not really the same for me because I don't allow myself to sit one and a half hour. On the <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not I kidding. I don't. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I'm like, I don't do that. So for instance, if I don't have something in the first five minutes, what mm-hmm. I would probably do is take a random book out of my uh, library, flip mm-hmm. it through it, and take one sentence and use that to use that for a post. So you just and force then, yourself to write based yeah, on. I've done, that, I've done that a lot. I mean, I, I can't think of a, of a of a piece right now that I've done that. But uh, uh, if I, if I don't have a, a quote, I just use a random sentence. Could even just 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 take the Bible or something like that. Take one photo of it and, and right. You know, everything can be a nugget. It's it's like it's what can you what you can bring to the table. So uh sitting in front of a computer for half an hour uh with nothing, that's I don't do that. <laughs> so like do you always fill the quote that you pick? Like if you're picking it from some books, do you always fill the piece or do you just you don't care whether do you know what I'm saying? Like do you you don't care whether you feel like this is gonna be a great piece or this is gonna be something meaningful yeah, you, you turn it into something meaningful right i mean i love the fact like you if you take if you pick a random quote 
it's not never random, right? The reason that you that you pick that quote means something. So I don't yeah. think you can say like, oh, this is not going to work because you have just have to make it work. And that's also the process of of becoming a writer. Is like it's okay to have a a, a bad piece or or not that good piece once in a while if you just wrote that day. That's the process. Right. It's the process of forcing yourself to put out something out there. So for me, it's not a, a question of, hey, am I going to produce a very, very, very good piece mm-hmm. today? It's more of, how am I going to produce something at all? Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to look at it, too. I think I struggle with trying to be passionate about the topic. Like, I'll pick a quote, but then if I can't figure out how to formulate a good story around it, I get frustrated. I'm like, okay, I can't go with this today. And then I revisit the next revisit the next day. Like, today, I wrote about friendships and... Um, when it comes to friends, one plus one should equal three. And I actually wanted to write, th- write about this several days ago, but I couldn't figure out what I was trying to say. So I had to come back to it. And finally today, I kind of got a story um, out of it. And I'm pretty satisfied with it. So like sometimes I had to put the idea like on the back burner. But that's okay, right? That's that's uh, the day, That's what the daily process, the daily mm-hmm. writing uh, thing <laughs> is really all about, right? I mean... You can yeah. write uh, a half decent, a half decent story, and then just like two, three weeks later, revisit it. I do that all the time because mm-hmm. um, when I was starting, I, I didn't know how to write, but I had some good ideas. And sometimes I, I, I look at my older stories and say like, "Hmm, that story is awful, <laughs> but yeah. the idea is good." So let's just yeah. rewrite it because honestly, nobody read it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And even if people have, have read it, it's also always nice to rewrite a story that's true someone else said they do it on medium too they said if they didn't weren't quite satisfied with it how it came out the first time they'll go back and redo it and yeah it's true like it's a long we're doing a daily challenge and you already have like what 220 something days there so definitely no one's seen a lot of your pieces not everyone has seen every every one of your pieces so you also told me the other day that you don't start with the headline um you have the quote but you don't start with the headline so how, tell me about your process. Like when you pick the quote, do you write it down first and then try to work in the piece or the story? Or do you just have it in your head and then just like start writing whatever? Well, you know what? Let's, let's do the, the story for, for today, right? So I have my quote. Um, yeah, I still don't I remember. Yeah, so the only thing you can control is how much uh, you work, right? Yes. So I would start with like the new page, right? It's a new page in, in Medium, the new story. Uh, fill in a title, but I would say uh, placeholder title and a placeholder subtitle. So I don't know what is that's going to be. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then I would start. So I have my my quote, but then I would uh, go through my life, say something or whatever happened recently, or what I think I'm struggling with. For instance, in this writing process, is there something that's that is uh, going with that quote? And the first thing I want to have is like a decent, a hook, a nice, nice sentence that if you read it, that you get drawn into. So that's yes. that's the first thing I quote. I focus on. I don't focus on the story. I don't structure it or anything. I just that hook needs to be there. And if yeah. I can find something, I write it down, and that is my starting point. Because then, if I'm a hook, then I can uh, write a little bit more about it, like uh, an introduction. And then if I have my introduction, then I think, yeah, okay, I can, but I didn't then do because I always write in three little chapters and then an ending. Mm-hmm. So I think like, okay, I have my hook, my introduction. What are my three chapters going to be? 
then yeah. I, and then if you have your three chapters, you, you write your first one. Uh, make sure it's it, it also has a hook. It also has some kind of uh, resolution. Then your second chapter, your third chapter, somewhere along the road, your quote has to appear, of course, because it has to like act for me at least uh, naturally fit into the story. And then uh, the most important thing then is like your um, end that has to be very good because that's when we people clap or don't clap. So you really have to leave, leave them with something that hits home, let's just say. Yeah. And once I have that, then it's just a question of rewriting, rewriting, re-editing, looking at the flow, looking at what works, what, what doesn't work, then maybe even some words and phrases. And basically that's how it, very fast you have a story. So do you edit as you go or you don't do that until the end? Like you just write whatever is in your head and write it all on, on the screen and then you go back and edit or do you edit as you yeah, go? Like I, I try and tweak things. I try to, I try not to do it, but most of the time I'm like, if I've, especially if I'm stuck, like in say in second chapter, I'm like, or a second piece story. Yeah. Uh, let's go back in the beginning because it's easier to um, edit things you wrote than come up with new things. So I'm, kind of yeah. editing it along, along as I'm going. And then while I'm editing, editing, I'm having ideas for the next thing. And it's like, it's like, it's not, not a, true. Yeah. Like you kind of put it on pause and then you may get another idea as you're editing the first part. Like let's perfect this and then yeah. something else may come along too. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really important to have, like you need like a personal story, especially on medium. Cause people really like those ones when there's like an arc and a, an actual personal story in there, they like to read those. So I th find those ones work best for me. What do you do? Like, cause you do yours in three different parts. You said there's like three different, like little stories within the whole larger story. Do you ever run out of story ideas or something in your life that you can put in there? Mm, yeah, but not really. Because if you run out of ideas, you can always, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really have to be all about you. It can be one thing about you, but then you can relate with somebody else, like something Tony Robbins did. Or something you know what i mean or you can't yeah. it doesn't have to all be you so just it just has to, of course it has to be a personal story but uh right. you, the moment you, can you talk about your friends. Friends. yeah, yeah. can go okay. it doesn't really i mean the thing is about it the moment you start putting rules on yourself you're really uh, limiting yourself so i try not to do that and uh, for me it's it's okay to write about everything and and, and i don't have any, um special things I need to talk about. Right. What's the hardest part of the process for you? Is it starting the story, ending it? Like, is there a specific part that's the most difficult? I think for me personally, it's just starting that story because like, <laughs> I think it's for a lot of people that white page is really intimidating. And as I said, I have, yeah. I don't need titles. So I'm like a uh, placeholder title, placeholder subtitle, but then it comes, right. Then I have to come up with a line. How, how do you start that? And and that's, I mean, yeah. that's always a process that I think like today I'm not going to make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even if I yeah. thought it for so many days, I still think like, Oh no, a really good opener. What would, what could it be? Yeah. Yeah. I think the starting is also the hardest part for me as well. And, um, what's I going to say about the starting? Like also sometimes I have a difficulty like finishing the story as well. Like I'll start off really good and I'm like, okay, this story is really going somewhere. But then like maybe a minute before the end, I can't think of how to close it. So that part is difficult too. Yeah. But the thing is about it, like 
just force yourself to start and just force yourself to finish, right? So if you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know how to finish, just finish it. But I mean, I do that sometimes too. Uh, if I don't, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I mean, your process is like very structured. I am not structured at all. And I know you kind of write at the same times every day. I should, like, I'm trying to get a specific time that I can write. At. I want to write during the mornings because it's better for my productivity to write during the morning. But like, I basically just sit down and I try to think of an idea. And if one doesn't come, I'll get up and start doing something else around the house or walk outside or change my spot. And then like, maybe I'll get a sentence. And if I get stuck, like, I just get up and do something else. And I really should just sit there the whole time and just like force it to come out. But I get, you know, I don't know. I just, I just want everything to be so particular sometimes. And I think it's um, detracts from getting the story done, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try that sometimes too. Uh, if I'm writing uh, something and I, I'm stuck, I start walking mm-hmm. around and doing stuff, but it doesn't really work for me because then my mm-hmm. mind goes to other things and, and uh, my trades or whatever. I mean, for me personally, yeah. it doesn't work. I really need to sit down and just finish it in one sit- sitting. That's the thing yeah. that works for me best. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes I find myself even getting up, like if I uh, need to tend to the kids or something while I'm writing a good story, like if I get up and then I come back to it, I don't feel like I'm in my groove anymore. I'm not like as passionate about it. So I think it is important to at least try to to sit down and finish it in one sitting. Yeah, what sometimes happens to me is if I'm writing something that's really good, like killer good, then I, I'm too excited to come sit down. I have to go. <laughs> that's the thing. I have to do something. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's it's, it's for me harder to to keep on writing a good story than a bad story because if it's really good it's, you know and i just wanted to get out yeah. there I, I, i'm like yeah this is too good uh yeah that happens to me too like i'll think it's really good i'm like okay it's a killer story and i'll be going and going and then like i get towards the end and it's like it turns into a not killer story anymore i'm like oh my god i don't know what to do with this anymore it's not gonna be good yeah. and then like sometimes i'm able to wrap it up though and like it's still it's still pretty decent in the end but yeah, sometimes I, I definitely close it off and it's like an abrupt ending. I'm like, uh, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of your favorite pieces that you've written so far? Yeah, I have my, uh, my storyline with me. So I have all my stories here. So um, okay. the one I really think is good, like let's do them from, from now to in the past. I'm going to say mm-hmm. five, like let's not, <laughs> let's not I could do this all, uh, all, uh, all day, but so. Uh, <laughs> you got a lot of favorite stories. <laughs> <laughs> they're all my babies right so um, <laughs> the most important truth I ha- I'll ever share is uh, is a, is like a good one because it deals with um, well be- being grateful so I, th- I really think I believe that so I think it shows too so um, that's when I really liked um, the day I hit rock bottom of course um, because yeah, that's-, that's so personal and that's yeah I mean if you hit rock bottom a lot of people don't want to go there, but I really think you have to go there to figure out what you're doing and why you're doing it. So that's mm-hmm. one good too. Um, yeah, the best piece of advice I ever got, of course, that's my training advisor piece. That's uh, yeah. I, I now have advice in my uh, story, so in my story list. So that one is good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Um, I have a, another one. Crucial advice to my medium friends. That one is my, my 
nice, a good story. I like him very much, but it's doing very well. So people really, really, really love it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about the burnout, right? It's about not just burning yourself out. So I really like that that message. Right. And then um, the last one is uh, I finally figured out why I'm happy. I really like that because it's so personal. Yeah. Okay. That's my five. That's great. I mean, you remember what all your stories are about. Like, I'm going to go through this list. I'm not going to talk about why because I don't even, <laughs> like, remember what the exact story was. <laughs> but I know the titles. Okay. So, like, <laughs> one of them is, does the universe conspire to help us achieve our dreams? Let's see. I like the one I talked about, my teenage pregnancy, the first part of that I liked. I actually like the one I wrote yesterday, too. What did I write yesterday? I wrote, if you're dwelling on the past, ask yourself this question. Yes, read that, too. Yes. And then I also liked everything you want is on the other side of fear. I don't know if I said five of them. What am I on? Yeah, yeah but I think you're on five now. But um, Okay, yes. Same, too. I mean, with me and with you, I think, like, the most good or the ones we like most are the most personal ones so yeah Mm -hmm. that's a good advice for aspiring writers out there like write about yourself go personal go deep that's what people like Mm -hmm. and and those are going to be your best stories too everybody yeah i have a question what's your least favorite story yeah i was gonna ask you to um yeah i mean i have so so many Look, I have so many to, to choose from. I'm just going to choose the latest. The latest and that was the one I did yesterday. Yeah. Simple ways to improve your life. I, I really think, I mean, I, it was hard yesterday. I couldn't find an answer. I think I maybe I just was a little bit tired. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't solve this problem of, of writing something. And I just went to the staple thing like, oh, let's go. Let's do a listicle thing. <laughs> Three simple yeah. ways to improve your life. So, it's a little bit, I, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's, it's bad or it's awful. I think by now we both have a way to, to get decent stuff out there, but it's just not good enough for yeah. where we are or where I am. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. My uh, least favorite one was be persistent with your ask. I wrote this a long time ago, but I didn't like it because it was just like a long block of things that weren't connected together, like stories about me having to solve a solution solution, um, or solve an issue with an airport. And then I just wrote about some other things. They were like not really connected. And then when I wrote this story, it started to get claps. And I was like really embarrassed though, because I didn't want anyone to see it. I was just like, I hope no one looks at this story, but they did anyway, (laughs) which is like the worst when you write something crappy. You're like, why are people reading this right now? Mm -hmm. But how do you feel when people like read a story you don't like, you don't care? Um, Yeah, I don't don't really care. It's it's, it's harder. (laughs) I mean, People, people clap. I I like it, right? So I, I should. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's harder for me if I write something I really like and nobody claps, and I'm like, Oh yeah, you. that's true too. I know that hurts a little bit. <laughs> I got this is so good. Yeah. But yeah, that story because I was just like, I didn't even want to post it. I think I was getting close to like twelve o'clock at night, and I was like, I had to post something. I just like put it out there. It wasn't like finished. I didn't finish editing it. It was just like, it was as it was. And I, I wasn't satisfied. And you told me the other day too, that you don't ever go back and edit your stories after the fact. No, Is that but, true? It, but it's out yeah. there, but I published it. It's, it's, it's out there. I'm not going to do anything about it. Of course, sometimes people uh, send me direct notes with like ob- obvious spellers mistakes. Yeah, I'm, I correct those, right? But, right. Um, 
yeah about the story or the title or the thing no i don't because i i write, I write every day anyway so why why should i be dwelling in the past i just have to go forward and, and just try the better one today it's not about yesterday that's true just about today so yeah i know i don't yeah I don't- yeah, I don't do that either. The funny thing is, though, today, like I was cutting it down to why it was literally like 11.50 this tonight when I submitted my story. So I wasn't quite done with it. <laughs> and so there's like the last two lines I was still trying to finish. And then somebody had went in and highlighted it. And I was just trying to change them around. I kept changing it. And then their highlight was gone because I had messed up. I changed the story. So I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just put it back to what it originally was. I'm like, OK, they liked it. So I'll just leave it. So I put it back. And it's like it was originally now. Yeah. So now you want people to highlight that that person to highlight <laughs> again, right? <laughs> yeah. They actually did. They did go back and highlight it. So oh, nice. it's all right. They yeah. Really it. yeah. I mean, that never <laughs> happened. To the original. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then like you also talked about last week having a little. Was it? I don't know. Did you talk about having a little bit of writer's block or something? No. Maybe it was just talking. It was yesterday, right? I mean, I had like. Yeah, yeah, also, also, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, like two weeks ago too, but I'm like on those, I'm on those 10 day streaks that everything goes well. And then one day is just, yeah, you know what I mean? Not that good. Yeah. So, um, do you find it prolonged? Like, do you find your writer's block is prolonged because you're thinking like I have writer's block because that happened to me. And I was like focusing on the fact that I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. I don't know what to write. But then when I let it go, then I was able to slowly get back into the groove of things. Yeah. I think it's the same thing we always talk about. Um, if you if you name something and you label it, then it becomes mm-hmm. the same thing with rivals block. If you say like I had the I had an, another good story to yesterday, but even that I shouldn't say because now I'm turning it into something. You know what? I'm, I'm making it real. And if I would start saying, yeah. "Well, yesterday was not good. I hope today is." I mean, you know, you're turning it into something like just live in the yeah. present, just live in the moment. Yesterday doesn't matter. Just today, you're going to write an awesome piece, and writer block doesn't exist in your universe. That's, I mean, that's how I would do it. Um, yeah, that's great. And then, so, what are some things that people say about your pieces that might help, like our audience, like what they like about your pieces? Um, well, the thing I've said before is like uh, personal, right? Write about you. Write about what you know. Write about what you did write about your personal experiences. And the thing is too, if you write about your personal experiences, nobody's going to argue with you. Nobody's going to say, no, no, you're not. You didn't. I know. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Nobody, I mean, uh, I had that lately with something I said on the podcast and, and about uh, the investments uh, piece that I said, I mm-hmm. we check it every quarter and I would love, love to do it every year. And uh, the, the writer said, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's a great guy. I'm not going to say anything about wrong about him. But he said, like, I'm going to focus. Every, I'm going to keep on checking my net worth every month and still live in abundance. And he says, like, I'm, I, may, I think I can do that. And I'm, my answer was, well, I, I'm sure you can do it, but it wouldn't work for me. And the end of the... Yeah. You can't argue with each other. Yeah. It's like whatever works for each other, yeah. If I say, look, it's this is works that that works for me, nobody's going to say, no, no, it's, you know, it, that's that's how it is. That's the truth. So, um, that's what I do. Yeah, it's... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, that's what I would do in would do in my writing too. If someone comments on your story, your personal story, just say, you know what, this is how I feel, and you can feel something else, and we're all all unique, and that's perfect too. 
That's like the large part of the reason why I always say I in my stories. Like sometimes I do say you, but if I say you, I make sure it's very like um, non-argumentative, like very, very general that it fits for everybody. Cause I don't want to, you know, be arguing in the comments or something like positive, like, okay, you're going to argue about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I use I a lot or tell personal stories. And I think that's something people say a lot about my stories too. They say they're personable and relatable. So I think if you're writing a piece to make sure that it's personable and relatable by actually including like the thoughts that you thought at the moment, if you're telling a story about a certain situation or event, like include your thoughts. Cause a lot of people think the same things. They're like, oh, you write exactly how I think. So people like when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, the you versus I approach. Because now I realize every time I write about you, some someone comes along and says, "Yeah, that, that would work for me." And then I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Why would you? Even, why would you even answer like that?" But now I realize that if I write you, they think it's about them. Because your point is like pointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes write about like, yeah, uh, you have to ex- expand your comfort zone, but then I, that's a way of saying that I have to do it because I, in a, in, a, in a way I'm writing for my future self, so I'm writing for True. me. But I, I, I get some reactions about people. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm perfect okay, perfectly okay with my current comfort zone or I don't want to or, you know what I mean? And I think like, why are yeah. you reacting? But especially, apparently they just, yeah, they think it's about the direct address them. So I think yeah. I will be a little bit more careful about it in the future. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, I'm not saying you personally, but like, yeah, I think people take it as somewhat of an attack when people are saying you in their articles. And that's why I was so happy. Like um, Joel from, I think Joel from Be Yourself, he's the first one that told me to go address my story and go back and put I in place of you and all the spots where I had said you on one story. And from then on, I just wrote with I. Occasionally, like I'll throw you in there. But like I said, it's very like, um, it's like very kosher. Like it fits for everybody. I try to, at least. Yeah, that's the thing that um, that improved my writing too uh, is becoming an editor. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to only read my story; <clears throat> I didn't read that much about other people. But now you're mm-hmm. forced. I'm forced. We are forced to read other people's story, and we have skin in the game because if we if we don't read it and we put it out there and it's not good, I mean it's it's part of the publication forever. So. We have to be yeah. careful about what I mean. It's it's it forces me to to reevaluate what I think is good writing, what I want to see, what I want to write, and it's sometimes also easier to see in other people's stories what they are doing wrong, let's say, than <clears throat> in my stories because my stories are always my babies, and like it's hard to be totally honest about your own. But it's easier to see like yeah, that guy is going on too long about that past part and. Not enough, about, not enough about that part. Yeah. And that's true in life too. You know, like it's your own life. You don't know what's going on sometimes, but other people observing the outside, they can kind of tell you what you need to do or what you maybe should do. Yes. The same um, thing with the stories. Yeah. I, I, I was, I have talking before about my kaitsa from lessons and the instructor mm-hmm. said one, one thing that really applies to this series. Like you can, you can uh, do the, t- the lessons on their own. It's going to be more expensive, but I'm going to be there all the time. It's going to be individual. Or he says you can do it with a good friend. It's going to be less expensive, and you're going to learn more. And I'm like, huh? Why am I going to learn more if I'm with a friend? <laughs> because your friend is going to make mistakes that you don't make, and you're going to see them, and you're going to learn faster. And ah, like, that's a good advice. Yeah, good advice, yeah. Yeah, that was a good instructor. He was only 27, but he was uh, smart and wise, so 
Uh, and it's part yeah. of everything in life, right? You you can see the mistakes that others do easier, easier, more easily than what you do in, in your writing. So, yeah. Right, that's true. So, so for the titles, like that's something that I need to work on um, because in the beginning of this challenge, I wasn't, I didn't really care about my title. I just threw whatever on there, like what might sound good. Or sometimes I got, I was just tired of writing. I just threw like any title my piece what about you like were you always focused on your titles or are you focused more now the title is one one of my biggest problems i i, I still have a problem <laughs> but in the beginning my first title was knowledge will make you rich that was the truth about money that was how to become rich you know what i mean those, yeah. those titles don't say anything it's like just I, I it's like i didn't even know what i wanted to do with my titles uh the first yeah. title that i really liked was stop hiding in the herbs it's like okay that says something Right. That's a good one. Yeah. And then started. That's a good. And then um, I think, yeah, still the day you became an investor, but still not really good. Um, yeah, I really had to, for the longest time. I was really struggling with my my, my titles. Um, I, I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, yeah, I just I I guess I didn't even care at first. I was just like I was being lazy, honestly, because I spent so much time writing the piece. That by the time I was done, I just wanted to like just post it, and I was like, I'm just gonna write anything. Um, my favorite title was "This Introvert Is Over It," yes. and yeah, I like that one. And I think I'm getting better now. Like my strategy lately has just been to use like a catchy part of a quote, like where your focus goes, your energy flows. I think that's Tony Robbins. I'm not sure. Yes. Um. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. That's a common saying, but people will, they, it catches people's attention because they heard it before and it's popular. So that's what I've been trying to do in a lot of cases recently. Yeah. I have to, I have to say the same thing over again. And I'm always saying like my best title, the first time that I really wrote or a decent title is the best piece of advice I ever got. So it's the same thing yeah. all over. But a good advice for people if they're stuck with writing titles is just, first of all, I don't think about titles like this unless the piece is almost done, totally done. Mm -hmm. And then I write that, that piece like two, three, four times. And I'm thinking like, what is it about? You know, what, you know, how would I pitch this story in one line? And that's exactly what you're doing, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I do too. And there's also a tool. I don't know if you've heard of this, Molly. There's a tool called Co-Schedule Headline Analyzer. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used it like a couple of times, but it just seems like a hassle, but I think I'm going to try to use it more just to see what it like rates my headlines. Cause it is like the most, I think it's one of the most important parts of the piece is what draws people in. Just like you said, your first line in the piece, the title is what they click on. So I think I need to do some more work on just making sure I have a great title. Yeah. Um, I don't use that. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, I've, I've used it, but it doesn't do anything for me because I, mm -hmm. I mean, I want to write a good title. I don't want to, optimize and do stuff like the title i now yeah. see here in my history is like story about gay jew <laughs> you know? okay that's like a specific story so you can't really yeah, yeah optimize but, that too much yeah but you know what i like that title because it's a little bit offensive but it starts <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think I've come a long way in, in that writing in, in writing titles so I can't say that I need that co-schedule analyzer thing I mean maybe it would even be better but I'm you know like the day I hit rock bottom I like that title because it says everything I wanted to say you know yeah, I mean I think that's pretty good 
I think it's like if you're really struggling, maybe I would use it. But like your titles are pretty descriptive. And the closer you are to like what you're saying, your piece, the better. Like my highest read ratios are on the pieces with that are very like niche. Um, for example, I wrote this article about logos, um, how I, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't design my logo for cheap or something like that. It was like an 82% read ratio, but it was because it was a very niche topic. Yeah. And any topic like that is always like a good read ratio for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, Do you have- yeah. I feel like we could talk about this forever, but um, yeah. I think we... I was going to say, do you have any last minute thoughts on your writing yeah. process? Yes. So, um, yeah, the thing that you said is uh, very interesting. So don't for- don't sit two hours on your desk staring at black. <laughs> Force yourself to put something there. Just put your yeah. fingers on that keyboard and start, start typing, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's always something that works for me. Just just do it. Just start, right? What you always say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Just start. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. So, guys, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like this podcast, make sure to follow us on Anchor and give us some claps. Otherwise, we will see you guys on tomorrow's episode. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.